Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Take a minute and relax, well, a couple seconds. Just anything else that's going on, just let it fall by the wayside and just make yourself available to anything that God might be speaking to you. Just kind of be a, a blank slate and let him reveal himself to you. You don't need to get his attention. You already have it. He's already giving you his undivided attention. Think about that. Anything you want to say to him, go ahead and say it. Anything you want him to know, he's always listening he always knows, he already knows everything you want to say, everything that's on your heart, on your mind, anything you, you know, regret, anything you wish, you, you know, you were doing now, any changes you want to make. He is fully aware of every circumstance you're, you're in right now because he's created them. He's created your life. He's created your circumstances. And you're cooperating with him. He's not over there somewhere. He's not a God looking, you know, down from heaven. He's right there. He's created this earth. He's created time. He's created every circumstance in your life for you. For opportunity for you. And unfortunately, that opportunity is for our bad habits to fail. We will continue a bad habit as long as it works. So one of his purposes for us is to let those bad habits fail. Things that we keep trying and we keep trying for, you know, days and weeks and months and sometimes years and decades. And so sometimes we need to stop and go, okay, is is this working? Now sometimes we know things, okay, this aren't this isn't working for me, but I don't know how to change, don't know what else to do. And this is where we re- go to him, but sometimes we also need other assistance. And it helps to understand who we are. And we've talked many times, and I refer back to the three realms of reality quite often, but I think we're going to go ahead and, since we're kind of starting a whole new topic, we're going to get into some real practical aspects. I think let's let's review the chart. And this is, um, it's available if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio or um, you need to go to the website at therainersclub.org and access this chart because I'm not sure what transfers over to the other podcast services. But um, it's about my understanding and it's limited understanding but it's the way that God has, has expressed 
an understanding that we can grasp right now. I'm sure things are far more complex than our minds can understand right now, and I'm fine with that. I don't think we need to wait until we understand everything in order to start acting on it. I think we can trust God. I think we can trust God more than we fear being deceived. So if you're on Blog Talk Radio, you can go to the uh, the episode info, and there's a link at the bottom of the description that has a link. There's a link there that will take you, just click on that, and you'll download or it'll open another window depending on your settings. It's called the Three Realms of Reality Chart. Now, this is not about detail. There seems to be a lot of detail, but this is far more... What's more important is understanding relationship. And it's the relationship between these three realms and how God does seem to like the whole threes, you know, the, the three aspects of himself, the three aspects of man, the three aspects of, of time. And this chart, and, and if there's things that need to be changed it's been a while since I've updated it. Feel free to drop me a line, and I'll try to explain things a little bit more clearly if necessary. But the three realms are the spiritual realm, the supernatural realm, and the natural realm. And there are distinct aspects of each one of those realms, and they correlate to you and I as spirit, soul, and body the realms are spiritual, supernatural, and natural. Now, we're having a hard time expressing something that is so many multi-dimensions above. You know, we go one dimension is a line, two dimensions is a plane, three dimensions is, you know, three side, you know, multiple sides, like a cube. And then there's the fourth dimension and the sixth dimension and the twelfth dimension and the millionth dimension. Those, any of those descriptions, when we try to understand the different realms, we could say they, they're within each other, but they're really not because they exist in multiple dimensions that we don't even understand yet. For instance, time. Time is a created thing. It's not something that is eternal. Eternal life is different than long life. It's not, it's not just more or endless. It's, it's something totally different. And it's the nature of God. It's like saying behaving good, doing well, if you, if you behave well enough, you'll be holy. Such a, a chasm between our behavior doing well and, you know, be, you know, meeting all, let's say, meeting all the commandments, fulfilling all the law that is in the Bible, for instance, doesn't make you holy. Because holy, holiness, is a characteristic of God. So I hope 
that, you know, if anybody's struggling with that, that you need to have your behavior be perfected in order to be like God or be liked by God, drop that by the wayside. That's your, your behavior is never going to be good enough to qualify you for eternal life. It's are you alive in your spirit or are you dead in your spirit? That's it. If you are alive in your spirit, in your spirit, you are holy. And we can go to that chart. Under the three realms, we have spiritual, supernatural, and natural, and they correspond to the spirit, soul, and body. And there's different examples and different kinds of life, and I'll just let you go through that at your leisure. But we can also really focus in on the authority. And one thing I, um, I may add is a, is a, a, a column for power, because they, we might want to talk about the difference between power and authority. But they, when we talk about power and authority, we'll also need to talk about responsibility. And this is one of the keys where you can, because you are a spirit being, you already have all the power. You have absolute power. And you have absolute authority. But you probably don't have the absolute responsibility. And this is where God assigns you something to accomplish. And this is where, you know, a great example is, is when Jesus came here on this earth. Because he, he was all, always spirit, soul, and body. He was always living in his spirit. So he, was all, already, he always had eternal life. He was always united, one, with his Father. Father, Son, Holy Spirit always were one. As a person walking around, he was always one spirit, soul, and body. He, already, he always had eternal life flowing into his soul and into his body. So he always had the absolute authority over spirit, soul, and body. He also had absolute power over spirit, soul, and body. But God also assigned him a responsibility for the sins, for paying for the sins of the world. That was a one-time thing. Once, once that debt was paid, it doesn't need to be repaid again, so there will never be another Savior of the world. So, you know, in, in, our, in our discussing this this or being as spirit beings, as sons of God, as as being united with Him. That's totally separate from the responsibility that God the Father gave to Jesus the Son. Now He may give you different responsibilities because you are a joint heir with Christ. You are a co-inheritor. Whatever Jesus inherited, inherits. Whatever he 
He is the heir to the kingdom of God. You are the heir to the kingdom of God. Now, again, you know, this is where we, we are so limited because our understanding and language is limited. So even in our thoughts to try to comprehend, this is where we get into problems with, you know, some of the revelations God gives us. The more we are open to receiving whatever he wants to reveal, the more confusing it's going to get. Because our our brain and our mind is not able to put into words. This is where, you know, we so often run into trouble with trying to interpret dreams and visions and prophecy. It's because our words, even what we see, is going to filter our experience. Now, we don't just settle for that. We go, okay, God, teach me. Sharpen my senses. Do what you need to do in order to bring me into oneness with you. And part of that will be learning a new language, learning new words, learning how things work. Because what goes on in the solical realm, which is a part of the supernatural realm, and again, if you just want a a little reference, go to the chart, and under realms, the second column under there, the supernatural realm, one of the realms is the solical realm. Your soul exists as part of the supernatural realm. It's not the whole realm. There's other, if you go under examples, there's other creatures that exist in the supernatural realm, but they're not necessarily in the solical realm. And we'll have to differentiate over time as as we gain understanding and we learn new language, we learn new, I mean, this is the whole idea of how God pours out You know, he has a time to understand certain aspects of how the spirit, soul, and body and the three realms function with one another. I think this is one of the things that happened at uh, Pentecost. He poured out his spirit upon those that had been waiting. And, you know, for for however the whatever the timing was, he... They were ready to receive something new. And God said, okay, you're, I've made you ready. Here it is. And he poured out his spirit, and there were tongues of fire, and they were speaking in tongues, and something changed, not just for them, but it changed in time. It made something available to everyone, everyone on this earth, and sometimes, you know, we can look at le- living and dead because time is not what we think it is. Death is not what we think it is. But he made something available that had not been available before. Just as he, as when Christ died, he did something that had never done before. He paid the debt of sin. And all 
debt was paid at that time. Just when he rose again, he reunited, he redeemed all, whether they were dead or living or believed in God or were atheists or were terrible people. He redeemed all of them and brought them into God, into himself, into his Father. Now, what... It's a matter of timing and experience. But again, this is where we get so caught up in trying to fit in, fit things into a doctrine. Part of our challenge is to, we try to understand and make things understandable that God doesn't want us to understand. He doesn't want things to be understandable. He doesn't want us relying on our mind to understand spirit. And we can go back to the chart. Your your mind is part of your soul. Your will is part of your soul. Not your spirit. So for your soul to try to understand your spirit It's, there's always going to be misunderstanding there. Now, God reveals himself to the soul, and then there's perfect understanding. But when the soul tries to understand on its own, this is where we get the doctrines, the false doctrines, the helpful doctrines, the you know, universal doctrines, all these different ideas of this is how God works. This is how this all works. And, you, you know, you think about all over the world how many different versions there are of Christianity. And, again, this is fine with God. You know, we're all, we're all exactly, you know, on the path that he has for each one of us. So this is not a criticism. But... How many of them, how many of these doctrines are actually successful in creating and, or developing a whole, complete person, spirit, soul, and body? There are very, very few. I don't know, you know, really of any. We'd, if, and by success, what we would see is just as Jesus was walking around, he changed everything. Just think if if you all of a sudden, if your soul was perfectly healed and reunited with the eternal life of God that was already within you with your spirit, that the power, authority, responsibility, ability were all available, you'd have an effect on the world. You'd have an effect on those around you. You couldn't not. I mean, Jesus hardly had to do anything. You know, just his teaching had an effect. His walking through, you know, a village and and people being healed and just he had such a tremendous impact in such a short period of time. And I think that's one of the things that God doesn't just come around and bonk us on the head when we're saved and restore our soul, restore our mind, our will, and emotions. He doesn't do that. And I think that's one of the reasons. Is because we would change everything. 
and it's not the right time. There's a time for everything. And there's a time, just as, like I said, he was, he revealed, he poured out a revelation and, a, and the presence of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And then there's another time that he did something else, another revelation that he did something else. And we could go through, you know, we call them, uh, you know, well, all different, we give them all different names. And sometimes they're very personal, sometimes they're, they're, you know, countrywide or worldwide or citywide, where he reveals himself, where he expresses himself in a special way. And we believe something different. It changes. He corrects lies. He reveals power. He draws us to worship. He changes our heart towards one another. He changes our mind. He, he reveals the lives we're, that we're believing. He draws us to, to love one another. He does whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And he does it however he, he reveals himself, how he chooses. But it's always more. He doesn't, he doesn't take away things that we believe unless they're lies. He doesn't take truth from us. He doesn't give it all at one time, but once he gives it, he doesn't take it back. So this has been a cumulative experience to know God. So over time, just think about our, your own existence. Unless you've had a physical reason or a, some interruption in your mental capacity or even your emotional capacity, your, either your physical capacity or your soul capacity, you can look back and see the progress in your life, for better or for worse, where you've gone off track, where you've made mistakes, where things you regret, things that you're proud of, and you, you accept that there is a leading up to this very day. This is our comprehension of time. Well, that also happens. God created time, and he, he chooses to be a part of it. He chooses to abide by the time limitations and boundaries that he set. Now, he doesn't have to. He could, um, he could change his mind and redeem the whole existence of every single man, woman, and child that has ever existed, he could redeem in, in, with a thought. And by redeem, I mean, mean make one with him. He could do that if he wanted to. He is unrestricted. But, and we've talked so many times, it's the process that matters to him. Because it's through the process we learn about ourselves, about our nature, spirit, soul, and body, but also about his nature. And I'm sure there's far more that we, are, that we learn through the process than what we even understand, what we can even grasp. So there's both the, the experiencing, the, the unfolding, that God you know, now reveals this, you know, now reveals that. 
Um, he lets things die, you know, doctrines and beliefs that, you know, we used to believe, you know, that hell was a, you know, dark, middle, in the middle of the earth, you know, type of thing. It's really, really hot and everybody's burning, you know, that kind of stuff. Most people, you know, have kind of let that go. They understand that came from Dante and that's not, you know, uh, a biblical or scriptural or, you know, you know, sensible understanding of what hell is so we've let that go now this is a great example we all then try to come up with okay well then what is hell and we focus on that when instead we should well then is it even something we need to be concerned about well if your other doctrines rely on certain aspects of hell or your, the way you approach evangelism, or how you motivate yourself, or any other aspect of what you believe and relies on a certain understanding of hell, and God changes your understanding of hell, you then have to change, and we don't like change. But changing your, your concepts of what hell is, can change concepts of heaven, of redemption, of forgiveness, of holiness, of sin, of works, of love, life. It can change everything. And that's fine. God wants us to, but that's, that's the whole thing. Is we, he doesn't want us so tied to a belief system that we have no room for him. So when we look at this chart, it's much more about the relationship. What I want you to take away from this, and we'll, we'll get back to this, and I've already seen a couple things I need to change in this um, for, for our discussion purposes. But the whole idea that your spirit is over your soul and is over your body. And by over, I mean... There are laws, there are rules and regulations, things function differently in each one of these realms, and it's cumulative. Just as in time, what you've remembered in the past, you bring it forward. Well, what goes on in your spirit supersedes what goes on in your soul and your body. So your your spirit has power and authority and responsibility if it's given. And we're going to look at aspects of that, of how those relate to one another as we move forward and start thinking about how our soul functions in the supernatural realm. And we're going to experiment with some things, and we're going to see how things work. And I, And I hope you're excited about it because that will make it easier to spend some time and ask some questions and be open open to seeing what's already going on around you right now. Because, again, looking at, at the, uh, the chart, the supernatural realm isn't something that we go in and out of. Our soul exists 
in the supernatural realm. It doesn't visit. It's not something we perceive. It's something that we are a part of. Just as everything in the supernatural realm doesn't visit God, doesn't visit spirit, it's a part of spirit. It's under spirit. Spirit controls and has authority and moves over both the supernatural and the natural, our soul and our body. Now, we could take the other examples and divide them up just as we've done man. You know, like we could take animals and ghosts and all that kind of stuff. I don't know about aliens and ghosts and spirit guides. I, that's, that's just where I would put them if I was going to talk to them, talk about them. But the whole point being that this is just using man as an example, mankind. So spend some time thinking about the relationship between spirit, soul, and body and how little we know. We hardly know very much about how our human body works. I mean, we rely on doctors and the medical profession for that sometimes to our detriment. But we know very little about the supernatural realm. And very often we're told, don't go there. You can be deceived. It's scary. You can get hurt. Just hang out in the natural realm until you die. Then you'll go to heaven and everything will be hunky-dory. But we're going to challenge some of those things. I'm going to see if that's what God wants for us. Because I don't think it is. I think he wants us to live and move and have our being as a spirit being right now. So feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org, and I'll make sure I put up this chart on the front page of therainersclub.org so you can download it. And like I said, I'll probably make some changes, and I may and and if I do that, or when I don't do that and post it, it will have, this is the revised version. But go ahead and get what, what's there now, and um, I'll, I'll announce it on the program when the next one is available. Oh, and I am going to be taking next, um, next program off for the, for the holidays. So uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you all, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.